Okay, we're holding over here on page 26 of this Kuntris. This is the second part of the Tutal's program. Corresponding to the Sikha Parshas Vayesh of Tovshanun Beis. So as we learned in the first part, corresponding to Chayasora, about the ultimate inyan of Mashiach being a Shliach, is that by remaining the Shliach, remaining a Bardas, an independent Metzias, and that Metzias becomes the Metzias of the Mishaleach, so that becomes the true unity between the two. So that's the idea of making the unity between the highest of the high, that Hashem reveals Himself even in the person, not only as He nullifies Himself, and He ignores and only transcends His personal limitations, in his limitations, he takes those and they become united. As the essence of Hashem is revealed, Dafkin, in the lowest parts of the world, so he himself, the lowest parts of our being, become united with Hashem. And that's the idea of a shliach, that even as he is the fourth level of shliach, as I explained there, that even the lowest part, as he's an independent, independent existence, that that itself becomes uh, part of the mission to carry out, to spread godliness in the world. And then in this section, he's speaking just as it is on the personal level about why Mashiach is himself a shliach. And what was so crucial about that is that Rebbe explained in Parshish Chayasorin base. So here in Vayeshev, he speaks about the transformation of the world. And the Rebbe goes deeper, and as we said, he's really uh, explaining in terms of the Maimorim that the Rebbe said during that time period that how is it that we could get the world to accept godliness in such a way like this, that it, that it becomes itself an expression on its own terms of godliness. He explains there are four different stages of the process. Last week we spoke about the first two. That there's a stage which corresponds to, to prayer, to tefillah, which is milamatalamayla, that we down here struggle with our animal soul to refine it and to elevate it, to, to transcend its concentration on physicality and come to care about uh, about spirituality, to care about Hashem. And that's in general Birudim, which is the idea of raising the world to a higher level. So that's good because you make a certain change in the world the way it is. But on the other hand, it's on the terms of the world. What it's ready to do, it'll do. And what's not ready to, it won't do. The animal soul, what it agrees to, that it'll do. And what it doesn't agree to, it won't do. So it's not totally nullified in its existence. Then you have a second level, which is such an intense revelation of light that the recipient becomes totally nullified. Comes Ois Metzius, totally bottled. And that, he said, corresponds to the idea of, of Teda, of learning Teda, especially Nigla de Teda. The Nigla de Teda, you learn Halachas, and the Halachas talk about everything in the world. They even talk about the lowest thing. But when you talk about that lowest thing, so it, it's... Even you're talking about Eila Trefus, the Mishnah speaks about things which are not even kosher. Okay, but you're talking about the way it is in Teda, so the thing which is not kosher on the level of Teda, it's as if it doesn't make any difference anymore, because now it's halacha that this thing is not, is not, uh, is not kosher. So the whole thing, it's, it's as if it doesn't matter, it's like it's totally nullified. So that would seem, Milamai Lamata, the Biru from Teda is much higher than the Biru through Tefillah. Because then, when you're going Milamata Lamata, you're starting down here, okay, this thing is, is still having its own personal uh, existence as it feels itself to be independent 
where it's, it's coming from above, so then the, the, it's as if the lower realms are totally nullified. Okay, so that's higher. But on the other hand, each one has a disadvantage. So on the one hand, you made that thing totally nullified, but then you sort of left it in, in un, unelevated. When it comes the first way, see, so elevated it a little bit, but it still remained in its previous existence, not totally nullified to Hashem. Okay? In the second way, it's nullified in the presence of this tremendous light, but on the other hand, it didn't change. So you didn't have godliness penetrate the lower world. Okay? So we need step three and four. So now we're talking about step number three. It talks to, gives an introduction to it on page 25. The third step, you have to get the world to, to surrender to Hashem based on the way that it understands, but it has to be a total, a total submission. So how does that work? So on page 26, text number 10. This is from my Amayim Padua Shalom and Malukat base. The Birol Shal Yudei Limit Gal Yudei Ratzorach Lies Halimit Binyonim Eilish Atzrichim Lavaradam. When you're talking about learning laws in the Tera, you're learning Gemara, you're learning the Shulchan Aruch, whatever it is, you're learning about things that need to be elevated. Why does the Tater need to speak about things that are not kosher? And you learn that this guy is, you have to figure out whether this time, is he lying like this or is he lying like this? So it has to talk about people saying Shekhar forth, people saying untruths. Because you have to take the lowest parts of the world and, and try to deal with it. The mere fact that it's even discussing it shows that it's coming down to that level. In text 11, this is a different mimer, this is from look at uh, Vav. Let me give a mushal, it'll be easier to understand. It's not just a mushal, it's historically the Rebbe traces it back. There's unholy forces in the world. So in the days of Meshur Rabbeinu, so Meshur Rabbeinu spent 40, after we came out of Mitzrayim, so it was 40 years spent in the desert. What do we do in the desert? We went out and all the enemies would scatter when the ark, the holy ark, would come to the place of, uh, of unholiness. So it would, it would chase away all the unholiness as they went in the, uh, in the, in the, in the desert. And that going in the Midbar for 40 years was the preparation for coming into Eretz Yisrael, as we learn in, learn in many places. But on the other hand, the mere fact that you have to come and make war with them shows that there's a connection. In the days of Shleima Melech, so Shleima Melech didn't have to go out and fight with anybody. Shleima Melech, his name comes to the word Sholem, and his was a different type of peace. It was, he made peace because he was so powerful that everybody just automatically surrendered. He didn't have to go anywhere. They came to him. It says a Machushva, Queen Sheba, that she came and brought all the wealth to Shlema Melech. So it's a whole different thing. By him, he didn't have to wrestle with anybody, he didn't have to think about anybody. He just spread holiness, and then the rest of the world recognized it. Whereas in the days of Meshur Rabbeinu, when Meshur Rabbeinu corresponds to the third level, excuse me, the second level, they had to come to that place. Meshur was in Yenub but the third level is like the level of Shleim HaMelech. And that's what he, the Rebbe says, the corresponds to Limit Achsidis. Because when you, when you learn Niglas, and you're talking about this Trefa animal, and this guy told a lie, and so on and so forth. When you learn Chsidis, even the same topic as it is in the Chsidis, the whole thing's godliness. 
It's, it, the whole thing is barely relevant. It's just to help you understand Ruchnius. So the whole point is Ruchnius. So you don't even go down to the level of the Dover Gashmi. There's text 11. That when you have it, that the higher power is coming to the place of the lower power in order to purify it. When Meshur Rabbeinu went with the Tera, went with the Arun out into the desert, that shows that the person is not totally nullified. Even if you're going to win and you're going to defeat him, Elsewhere, the Rebbe says, every time there's a Mulchama, if there's a war, there's, there's, there's losses on both sides. Yeah? So it shows that there's some sort of connection. You have to make a war. So therefore, even though the, the lower realms become nullified because of the great revelation, but they're not totally nullified because you still have to the fact that you have to talk about them, and the fact, like in the days of Meshaman, he had to go out to the place of the Klippus, and the place of unholiness shows that it's something that you have to deal with. And this, since it's coming from above, and you have to deal with it, but you didn't really get inside that you should be able to transform it. But so on the one hand, you're not really changing from the inside. On the other hand, your light is not high enough that it should become totally nullified. So even after you did that second level of revelation from above, but still it's not totally nullified. He says in the, on 27, we'll read the paragraph, this is not the... The italics is translation from the from the Rebbe's Maimer. This is their explanation. The Taita's light can overwhelm the world, but it can't make the world choose godliness because the world retains its identity even when it's overwhelmed. You got overwhelmed, but you're still a Metzius. still your own existence. For the world to choose of Hashem of its own volition, that it itself wants, and the, the essence of it is a birurim, that the birur comes, that it itself chooses to be elevated. For that, you need to learn Chassidus. Because Chassidus doesn't discuss worldly things. It talks about the Elokos, talks about the Neshama. And it reveals a light that's so high, it doesn't even lower itself to reach the world. It remains completely higher than the world, and that causes the revolution of the inner transformation of the world. And I'll explain tomorrow in Mitzvah Shem, the text number 12.